Hello and welcome back to the Highway to Hoover podcast, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. Today we're going to talk some Auburn baseball with Jason Caldwell of Inside the Auburn Tigers and AuburnUndercover.com. We will get to all of that in just a second, but first, I have to let you know that every Highway to Hoover podcast this season is brought to you by Brock's Gap Brewing Company in Hoover, Alabama. Head over to brocksgapbrewing.com for more information on their selection, their events, and everything they've got going on over there. Uh, Jason, I appreciate you joining us today. Um, you know, coming off of a, a weekend, a series win for Auburn that I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you. I mean, it's hard to call any first half of the season series win a, a must have. But to me, it felt a little bit like if Auburn's going to achieve some of the goals it has for, for its season this year, that that almost felt to me like a series that it, that it had to have. To what degree do you feel like that was the case? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, any you know, it's kind of one of those things, especially when you when you've you know, got swept on the road at Arkansas to begin the year, then it puts extra pressure on those home series. They're, they're always important. You always talk to, 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 you know, baseball coaches in the Southeastern conference. And they say, look, the ultimate goal is to win two at home, win that series, and then to take one on the road and then try to steal one somewhere along the way. You know, so I think you had, you're right. You had to take that series at home, knowing, knowing this league and and what's left on the schedule. Uh, There's never, um, an easy moment. There's never a series where you go, we, we take a deep breath this weekend. There's just no such thing. And so, yeah, you got to take advantage of those when you have them at your place. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is the the league being what it is, even, even other power leagues, good baseball leagues, there's, there's always that, that one or two weekends where you can kind of shift down into a lower gear, but, but not, uh, <laughs> not here for sure. Um, how much of the success they had last weekend and kind of feeling like their things are coming together has to do with the fact that the, the lineup has just gotten a little bit healthier the last 10 days or so. Yeah, it's been, it's been huge for them. Um, you know, you've basically been almost a month where you haven't been anywhere close to full strength. Uh, you know, it started with you know, Bobby Pierce having a little bit of a hamstring issue and kind of retweaked it a little bit coming back in a DH role. And so uh, getting him back even in a DH role last weekend was big. Tuesday night, he he transitioned back to the outfield for the first time and looked good in left field. And so that's one big piece of it. Um, you, know, you also had Cole Foster that was dealing with a little bit of a a little bit of a, a muscle thing too. His was like a, an abdomen issue. Played through it at Arkansas, but he wasn't wasn't full speed. Started to kind of get back to that, you know, his look a little bit as well at shortstop. And then Cooper Cooper McMurray is a the guy they brought in from Kansas as a big lefty first baseman. The guy that had started to, to show a little bit there and rolled his ankle over just on a routine play to first base, stepped on the bag wrong, rolled his ankle over, and was in a boot for about three weeks. And he, he was in a DH role a little bit last weekend, pinch hit role, excuse me, as well. And then he was back at first base Tuesday night. So now you start talking about that lineup with with those guys in addition to what Bryson Ware's done, Justin Kirby, the transfer, and then you know, Ike Irish has been pretty, pretty remarkable as a true freshman. All of a sudden you look at at having a guy like Casey Howell potentially in the seven hole as a guy that's a veteran. So it gives you some depth in a lineup. And, and you know, honestly, that was missing with those injuries. And so I think it, it gives them a lot of confidence from an offensive standpoint, knowing that, and we've seen it in college baseball right now, you got to be able to score runs now to win games. It's, it's hard to go out and pitch with, um, with the, the analytics and, and guys understanding what bats to use and all the, 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 the ball's flying. And so I think for them, they, they, you know, you got to go score runs and getting back offensively was a big deal. Yeah. I've said a couple of times already this season that if you're, if you're not a team that can really hit the ball out of the park or put up crooked numbers, like, you better really be able to pitch because I mean, you're, every other team's going to be 
going to be hitting home runs and scoring runs in bunches. And it's just, it makes it so hard to claw your way back in if you're trying to be an action oriented offense. And so there's some team, you know, Kentucky plays that way. They, they play with a lot of movement and action yes. on offense and it's working because they, they really pitch. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, you mentioned Bryson Ware and uh, his numbers so far are incredible from what you've talked to him or the coaching staff. I mean, what is, what can you glean from what's behind his, his jump he's made this year? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a couple of things. One of it, Butch Thompson always talks about stay in the fight, and I think he's a guy that, you know, nowadays in in college athletics, it, it's it's so easy for guys just to go leave and go somewhere else. Going, oh, I just haven't had my opportunity. I'll go somewhere else. I think Bryson Ware, first of all, he he really loved it at Auburn, so he said, I want to stay and, and finish it here. But he also understood, hey, it's on me. I got to go make some improvements, and he's done a better job of of just his approach at the plate and using the right side of the field a little bit. He was a, always a dead pull hitter, and he's hit some balls out to right field this season. Um, I think the other thing for him, too, was he was a natural infielder. He was a junior college shortstop when Auburn signed him, came here two years ago, and they transitioned him to the outfield. And so he's tried to play the outfield for a couple of years. Now he's back on the infield at third base. He's played a little bit second, too. And I think it's just comfort. I think he feels comfortable back on the infield doing those things. I think all that's led to it, but I think it's also a guy. He's had two years of of kind of learning. Okay, what's my what's my weakness? How do I improve that? How do I get better at it? And um, you're not going to turn it into a strength, but I think he's he's picked that up and he's made himself a a, a really potent part of the middle of the order for Auburn now. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks in SEC play. You also mentioned Ike Irish there talking about the lineup and you've seen a lot of Auburn baseball. Have you seen a freshman that's been as advanced as him offensively and come in and, and be this kind of productive right away? No, I mean, I think the only guy to me from a freshman standpoint, there's been some guys that put up big numbers. You know, Stephen Williams had a big freshman year. Edward Julian did some things. There's been some of those guys, Ryan Bliss, you know, there's been some guys, but he probably maybe closely resembles Gabe Gross more than anybody for me. Mm -hmm. um, and even Gabe wasn't a guy – that used the opposite field as much as Ike. Ike Irish is a guy that is very comfortable hitting the ball to left field as a left-handed hitter. He'll he'll hit it where it's pitched, and uh, that's the thing about him. You know, early in the season, I think people realized hey, he's this guy's a power guy, and so they pitched him away a bunch, and he went the other way, and, and you know, led the nation. May still lead the nation in doubles. I don't know, but um, but now people are starting on. Okay, well, we've seen that, and and they they pitched him inside a little bit. And he, you hit a home run Tuesday night to the pull side. He's had two home runs now in the last, I think, two of the last three games. And so um, power starting to show up over the fence. But, he, you know, he's a guy that can has, has gap power. And he's probably, I would guess, six or seven times this year hit an opposite field double that, that went off the wall in left field. And, and that's not normal for a freshman to have that kind of power. But so you combine that physical maturity – with a guy that understands how to hit and and understands how to use all fields. And you do, you see what you got, which is a guy that, yeah, he's, you know, like I said, there hadn't been many of those guys like that. And he was day one in the three hole that tells you the respect he'd earned from his coaches and teammates. And uh, he hadn't moved other than to go to four. That's about it. He hadn't moved very far. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, one thing that people have noticed a little bit about him is that the the traditional power, the over the fence power wasn't necessarily there the first six weeks or whatever. And so I've had some people ask me, like, is, is he just that he's a is he is he just kind of a, you know, a slash hitter or is he just a gap hitter? And I'm like, oh, no, 
just wait. Like, give it yeah, some time. No, it, like, it, <laughs> it, it is absolutely there. And I, like, you know, I think it's been more that he's he's willing to 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 not try to be that guy. He's he's you know, had if he was that guy, he could probably have ten or twelve home runs right now. But he might be hitting three oh five instead. He's like, you know what? I'd rather hit four fifteen, have a bunch of doubles, and the home runs will come. They will. And and you know, I I I thought before the year he was probably a guy that would have ten or twelve. He's now had two, like I said, in the last three games. I think by the time we're done, he'll be a guy that has 10 or 12 home runs this season but has a pile of doubles. And especially as you get healthy before and after him in this lineup, then that means he's going to get better pitches to see. Switching to the mound, the big story on the mound, there's no way around it for Auburn this year, has been the the missing piece, and that's Joseph Gonzalez. And, and now we know that more or less that the, the can has been kicked down the road another few weeks before any sort of reevaluation and – uh, this is this is where I'll give the disclaimer that I'm just asking for Jason's opinion, who does not represent Auburn or the coaching yes. staff or anything like that. Um, in Jason Caldwell's opinion, how confident are you that we see Joseph Gonzalez at all this season? Yeah, I think it's I think it's still a big question mark. I really do. I, I think I think they had gotten to a point um, in, in Butch Thompson and, and, and Darren Sean Rock, who's the first year pitching coach, longtime head coach at Memphis, that they like. Well, we can't keep doing this week after week. We got to figure out something. And so um, they brought in, you know, Dr. James Andrews and checked him out. And there's no structural damage, none of those things, but Joseph just said it didn't feel right. And so they're like, look, we're not going to keep doing this. So they basically said, Hey, look, we'll, we'll come back and, and look at this. And they gave a timeline of, of five or six weeks. And that was last week. So you're talking about probably, I would guess another three weeks, then go back and do some flat ground throwing, see how it feels and go from there. But, yeah, I mean, even then you're talking about the second half of the SEC schedule. And so um, how much could you get done if you come back and do those things? That's, I think if you're Auburn, you, you know, probably best case scenario is you're talking about maybe the last three or four weeks of the regular season uh, to get a guy back. And even then it's probably maybe four or five innings, uh, which will be a bonus. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know that right now um, – I don't know that you could say with any positive thought that, yeah, absolutely, this is going to happen. I think it's still a, a very big question mark. They're in a similar place at, at Ole Miss with Hunter Elliott, right, where it's yes. it's like I, I've been saying with them too, it's just you can't, you can't bank on – even if they come back, you can't just bank on them being the same guy right away. Like the reality is late enough in the year, it's just going to – you're just going to get what you get and you got to just kind of be happy with, <laughs> with what you get sure. if they return because – you know how it goes. It's there, there's a ramp up time and all that kind of stuff. And and so, yeah, you're, you're right. It's just, you know, getting some innings from him might be some icing on the cake, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be the Joseph Gonzalez that was arguably the best guy on team USA this past summer. Correct. And a guy that, that, you know, for a while when, when Auburn, I think the projection was, Hey, we're going to put him in, in game two and have a guy that protects our bullpen that throws on Friday and throws again on Sunday to give us, you know, six or seven innings or maybe more. Um, and yeah, you take that piece out of the equation, you're right. And it, it, it changes everything for a pitching staff. And, and we've seen that for this Auburn staff already. What do you feel like, uh, you've learned about the pitching staff in Gonzalez's absence, obviously, because so many guys have had to try to step up into roles they, they might not necessarily be comfortable in right now. Yeah. I think that's the thing It's it's been a, adaptability. They've had to, they've had to adapt to everything because coming into the season, you look and, and, Tommy Vale and Will Cannon were probably two guys that they thought were going to be in the Carson Skipper. I mean, Carson, excuse me, yeah, Carson Skipper um, and Blake Burkhalter roles from last year where you go, 
maybe seventh inning, a couple of innings, and then turned over the closer. That's what they thought those guys were going to be. Instead, Tommy Vale has had to transition to a starting role and done a pretty good job the first time through the order. Got to kind of kind of figure out those, the fourth and fifth innings for him. But he's been strong out of the gate. And then Will Cannon, in, in two relief appearances, has thrown seven and two-thirds innings out of the bullpen and has been stretched out some. I think we'll see more of him moving forward. So that traditional closer role now is 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 trying to change because of everything that's happened. So they've had to adapt um, there up top, flip it around a little bit because Zach Crotchfeld's a talented freshman arm uh, lefty that I think is going to be a big piece of things for this team. Hasn't looked as comfortable in the starting role. Maybe you switch him a little bit more to, to bullpen. So they're having to adapt, adjust, move guys around. But that's just what you have to do um, because you know, unfortunately, part of part of baseball, and it's not just college baseball, it's Major League Baseball, and it's down to high school baseball now, injuries are going to occur on the mound. That's just part of life, and you have to be able to adapt, deal with it, and have some depth. And a little more challenging at Auburn maybe than it is for others, but you, know, you just have to kind of put those pieces together. It strikes me, and you can tell me because you would know better than I. But it, it kind of feels like this is something this this coaching staff has has maybe, or at least Butch, you know, new new pitching coach with uh, Coach Rock, but um, that they're comfortable doing a little bit because it feels like they've been in this position before and, and had you know the the Omaha team, you know, the two Omaha teams have had it kind of. It has felt a little like right. that where it's like, you know, maybe you have one guy you really bank on, but outside of that, we're just gonna we're just gonna throw a bunch of stuff out there and, and see what happens and. I guess if nothing else, you know that this this coaching staff has proven they can have success doing something like this. Correct, and you know, I, I, you know, Butch talks about it too, and I think back to to you know, Mississippi State team that that made it to the national championship series, and the guy that threw the most innings for them was a was a, was a lefty reliever that came and had the most wins for him, and so he's had to to kind of do these things and and kind of figure it out. And you're right, even last year, um, you know, Joseph was a guy that 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 had some of those outings, but you know, Mason Barnett, Trace Bright, both had, you know, their share of issues where, you know, they if you got five innings, you said, hey, we feel pretty good about that. Um, so they had to kind of <clears throat> adapt and adjust. Yes, 2019, that team. Um, you know, they had, you know, Bailey Horn and a couple of those guys out of the bullpen, uh, Richard Fitz, that, that kind of carried them through a regional in Georgia Tech and got them going a little bit to head to North Carolina. So, um, yeah, they've had to do these things in the past few years. But again, it's just – it's part of life in college baseball. When you have 11.7 and you don't have the lottery and you don't have those other things, you're not going to have four or five, you know, you know, two number two starters to go along with the number one. That's just, that's just reality. So you have to kind of figure it out. And um, again, adaptability and uh, versatility are, are really big keys in college pitching. Because you, you've had the history you have covering this program, I'm curious how you see, the way the program has things have changed around the program with a couple of college world series trips. By that, I mean the way it's the team is supported locally by how full Plainsman park is, you know, compared to what it used to be. How have you seen the program change a little bit now that it's tasted the success that it has? Yeah. I, I think for a long time, you had a loyal group of, of Auburn baseball fans, but they were people that came on board in, in 1997, you know, when Auburn makes the college world series and, or 94 and kind of through that run of Hal Baird, but there wasn't a lot of growth for the program from there on, you know, 2003, you hosted a regional 2010, you win the sec West, but other than that, there was a lot of lean years in between. And, and so I think what we've seen is, is 
you, you got a coach now that understands the importance of getting young people back in the ballpark. And so they've added, you know, an outfield area to, to get college students involved. And I think you see that more now, um, but success, success breeds it. Um, you know, that, that old saying, if you build it, they will come. That's true in some respects, but it's the program. I think in college baseball, you got to build the program and they'll come. And that's what we've seen is, is success where you go from, you know, making a regional to making a super regional final to winning a regional to then winning, you know, making the college world series and doing those things. Um, people, they see it and, and they respect it. And now you're, you're on the cusp of, of making some renovations to play some park to take it to the next level. And it's much needed um, long overdue, still a great place to watch a baseball game, but the amenities and the things you need to take the program to the next level. Um, those are now coming especially when you, you bring a guy like John Cohen in as, as AD, I think it only adds to the baseball side of things for Auburn. Yeah, that, that's a great call. It's actually something I hadn't necessarily put together, just the value of Coach Cohen being there as, as, as AD now and, and the way that, you know, he, he just kind of understands what it, what it takes at that level. And it's got to be a, um, got to be a benefit to, to Butch and that staff to, to have someone like that in the big office. Yeah, no question. I mean, you look at it and, and you know, John Cohen's a guy that you look at facilities across the board at Mississippi State, what they did, not only building a, a brand new, you know, dude, obviously, but what they've done it in football and, and off the field, some of the things they did in foot, athletic facilities, um, that's a different place than it was 20 years ago. And now he's a guy that brings some of that vision. I think, again, we all were just built a brand new football facility that was in, in, in plans already, but now baseball, they had some thoughts on what they wanted to do. They come in and tweaked a lot and changed a lot based on John Cohen and Butch Thompson knowing what's needed in this league. And so I think that's something that's a big step forward, I think is going to really help and benefit the program in the coming years. I'll get you out of here on the one final question. That's we're, we're going to look at the crystal ball a little bit. If, if this Auburn team gets to the postseason, ends up in a regional when it's, when it's all said and done, what are the things that you think are most important that have to happen between now and then? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pitching. Obviously you got to stay healthy. I think that's, that's number one for pretty much everybody. You lose, you lose the wrong guy. Um, and, and it, it, maybe it's not as big of an issue for LSU with, with what they got going on, but, um, even the wrong guy there makes a huge difference, a huge impact. So you got to stay healthy, but I think it's development on the mound. Um, can you, you know, we saw it last year, Ole Miss was the last team in the field. They moved Dylan DeLucia to starting role. Freshman kind of finds his way a little bit. And all of a sudden those two guys get hot and it carries them to a national championship. Can you find a little bit of that? Um, they got some pieces to do those things. Drew Nelson, a true freshman, pitched a you know, seven-inning complete game. You know, Tuesday night, could see him back on the weekend. You know, here sooner or later. Can you find those kind of pieces to uh, to get you the, that? That's the key. You got to find something like that 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 sparks a little bit on the mound uh, when you when you lose a guy like Joseph Gonzalez. And that's the beauty of the game, right? You get to the postseason in college baseball, you're about 10 wins away from winning it all, you know? It doesn't, it. it doesn't take all that much once you get there. <laughs> and and, and that, that guy on the mound can can control it all. We saw it last year from, from Ole Miss. That, those guys yeah. controlled it when they were in the game. And when those guys pitched, they felt like they could beat anybody, and, and they did. Yeah. Well, Jason, I appreciate you joining us. Auburn coming off a big win last weekend, and obviously with, with the team getting a little a little healthier as, as things go on here, certainly a lot to watch with the Tigers the rest of the season. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's going to do it for this episode of Highway to Hoover. You can follow Jason, as you can see if you're watching the video on your screen there, at I-T-A-T-Jason. 
visit auburnundercover.com to read all of his fine work. I say it every time I have a guest on that, you know, local beat writers make make my job a lot easier because they're doing on the ground reporting that that's tougher for me to do from my home in North Carolina. So uh, go go ahead over to auburnundercover.com for all of his fine work. Uh, thanks to Jason for joining me. Thanks to you for listening. We'll talk to you all soon.